1 John 1 in the Amplified. In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through Him, and without Him was not even one thing made that has come into being. Verse 4, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5, And the life shines, the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or has not absorbed it, has not appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. That part there, the light, the light, that part right there, it says, talks about, and the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never, never overpowered it. Never overpowered it. That same light, that same light and that same life is in us. And so the the rhema that I, I mean, you know, just lit up for me that if that's never overpowered in him, it's never overpowered in us. Only what we let it do. See, we can let it do that. We can be afraid of what's coming against us and we, we let it overpower us. We can speak things that are not right and let it overpower us. But it has never, it has never, and see who we are in Christ. This is who we are in Christ. And the light shines on in the darkness for the darkness that has never overpowered it. The light in us, the darkness has never and never will overpower us. Amen? Never will overpower us. No matter what it looks like around us, no matter what's looking like in your family, no matter what it looks like in our country, darkness will never overpower us. Because the light of life is greater than the darkness. Amen? And so I want, I just want, like I said, I'm just, go over to Psalms, the 23rd Psalm. Okay, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna read through this first and I'll tie it together. Most of us know this as uh, what they do at the, at, um, Funerals. They get they read this at a funeral, but it's actually one of victory. Amen. Okay, I'm gonna read through it first and we'll go back and we'll talk about it. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me, I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him. Not for my earning it, but for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil. For you are with me. And we had a good long discussion about (laughs) when when Connie came walking, we were tied together. God's with us. Remember that? God's with us. He said he never leave us or forsake us. But you know, when we get in the midst of a trial and a circumstance and a situation, we tend to forget that. We tend to start leaning on man instead of leaning on God. And we should be leaning on God. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting medical help or going to a doctor or doing whatever you know to do in the midst of the situation. But you keep leaning on God, okay? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil. For you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over. 
Surely or only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. Now, I, the, I want you to see, I'm going to read six again. Surely or only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. Amen. His presence, his presence should be our dwelling place all the time. His presence, we should be in his presence. Now, why I'm bringing that to your attention, the very last part, his presence should be our dwelling place. If his presence is our dwelling place, then the Lord is my shepherd to feed and guide and shield me, I shall not lack. If the Lord, if you're in his presence, you're not going to lack. doesn't matter how bad it looks, you're not going to be lacking, amen? If you're in his presence, he's going to make you to lie down in green pastures. You've experienced that, being in his presence, the peace. And I mean, the, the worship this morning, especially the last song, his presence came in and surrounded all of us. His presence. And it it does make you want to go out and lay down on the green grass, right? (laughs) Amen. So being in his presence, he he refreshes us in his presence and restores our life. He restores it. See, cares and anxieties and worries and frets, all that kind of stuff, all of it comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. But the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he'll use cares and anxieties and worries and frets and all kinds of things to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and what that does, it tends up, it tends to steal on us physically. You understand what I'm saying? There's so many things that, that God has dealt with us on that we need to deal with, like cares and anxieties, fears, unforgiveness, all of those will start showing up in physical problems in your body. All of them will. And so those things are things that if we spend time in his presence, which is one thing that we can do, you know, we can pray in tongues, we can read the word, we can be in his presence, all of that, spending time, then he refreshes and restores my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. If we're staying in his presence, Isn't he going to lead you in paths of righteousness? Correct? If you're in his presence, he's going to tell you where you're missing it. If you're in his presence, you're going to find out that you have, maybe you um, didn't forgive somebody or maybe you lied and you didn't realize it was a lie at the time. But being in his presence, he's going to come bringing that across your thinking just like a radio station. You did this, 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 and this. Oh, man, I get So then you need to repent. But see, keeps you in his presence, keeps you in a place of right standing in righteousness. Because if you want to be in his presence, you're going to hear where you're missing it. But if you don't care about where you're missing it, you're not going to spend any time in presence. If you don't want your light to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter, you're not going to spend time in his presence. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you that's the way it is. Um, so in, in his presence, he refreshes and restores my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him. 
Not for any, not, not because I'm earning it, but for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the deep, unsunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil. For he is always with us in the midst of that. He said he never leave us or forsake us. So in his presence, we're walking in that place. And, in, and so then his rod is a place to protect and a staff to guide. And, and they comfort us. We have that knowledge. We have that understanding. And then he's going to prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, we've talked about that before on that table. On that table is going to be healing. On that table is going to be joy. On that table is going to be peace and love. He's preparing a table in the presence of my enemies so that I can take a, maybe I want to get a, a good big dose of love for lunch. Or maybe I want to get some, a big dose of healing. But in his presence, we're going to find that. Do you know I can't stress that enough? In his presence. He's going to tell us where we're missing it. In his presence, he's going to show us the answer for this situation. I, I, I was talking to the Lord coming home yesterday. Didn't hear anything right then, but this morning I heard something. I was standing back there at the back. I heard something in answer to the question I had yesterday. But it's staying in his presence that helped me get that answer. It's staying in his presence. And knowing him and spending time with him and praying and worshiping and, and reading your word and confessing your word. Amen. Then it goes, it goes on. Of course, you, you, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over. Surely our only goodness, mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. Amen. Okay. So darkness does not overpower light. And we all can, we all can see that with just an example. We walk into a dark room and we turn on the light and it, and the light is not overpowered by the darkness. The light overpowers the darkness. Amen. Amen. So, so if you want your light to get brighter and brighter and shine brighter and brighter, most of you know the things to do to, to get that to happen. Read your word, pray, worship, worship. You, you, I mean, all of those things will bring the presence of the Lord into you. All of those things will bring the presence of the Lord. And then you sit there and you just bask and let him talk to you. And you talk to him. And that's kind of what we've been trying to get you all to do a your own personal time with the Lord. It's important that you have your personal time with the Lord. And so we had a good visit coming home yesterday in the car. And and, and that's good. But, you know, I, I wasn't totally in, in tune with him because I was trying to drive at the same time. But we had a good talk, you know. And so it's, it's, it's just fun to be in his presence. And, you know, in his presence is the fullness of joy. I mean, his presence is so real and it's so restoring and it's so life giving. It's so hope filling. It's so love encouraging. It's just, it's, it's just, I can't express it enough to get into his presence, to get into his presence. It, it is a place to be. His presence is a place to be. 
And if you haven't experienced it, I pray you will get before him and experience that. You should have experienced him worship this morning. His presence was very real. Amen? Amen. Um, If you allow him to be shepherd, you shall not want. But sometimes we want to shepherd our own selves. Is that right? But if you allow him to be shepherd, you shall not want. That means he may lead you and guide you into a a place you don't want to go. But then who are you? (laughs) Who are you to say, I don't want to go there? Huh? You, you were supposed to be obedient and go where he tells us to go and do what he tells us to do, correct? Amen. Amen. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop that right there. There's probably more of that message coming, but I want to go over and finish up the word of knowledge and, um, word of, word of wisdom. Um, I want to, I want us to turn to some of those places, you know. Um, and just um, word of knowledge is what a word of from the Lord about present and past. Okay, word of knowledge. It's just a word. Remember, you're going to get a word, and we're, it's going to come up out of your spirit man. It won't come from out here. It won't come from out here. It'll come up from your spirit man. So if you're if you're um, People are saying, you know, you can do this and you can do this and and just stand before them and, you know, say whatever comes to your mind. Well, you don't do that. You want to you want to say what comes out of your heart. And if the Lord doesn't have anything, don't try to make it happen. Because you open yourself up to a familiar spirit or something else. So don't try to make something come up that is not there. It's okay to say I don't have anything. It's okay. It's okay. And, and I, you know, there's Sundays that I would like to just have everything be so, wow, dynamic. And But there's some Sundays that's not going to be that way. There's some Sundays the Lord wants to teach and do something that way. But, you know, I have to really watch because my my flesh wants to, wow, dynamic. And, oh, man, the people are going to come in because this is all going on. Wow, wow, wow. You know? Well, you get them in, you gotta, you gotta teach them something. They're not gonna go out in the streets and go, wow, 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 wow. You know, they're gonna go out in the streets and lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, speak with new tongues. Well, maybe out in the street, I don't know about that, but anyway, so, so we have to, we have to, I have to temper that with just wanting God's will for the service always, wanting God's will. Believing that I hear and believing that I do that. And it's the same way when you go to minister somebody, you believe you hear what he has to say to that person and you give it to him. If you don't have anything, just go ahead and pray for them and do what you can to minister life and healing to them or wholeness, you know. But remember, it's not you that's doing it anyway. It's the Holy Spirit through you that's going to re- meet the need of that person that you're praying for. Remember? Okay. Okay, so the word of knowledge is always about past or present, and it's always a word. It's not a, it's not a, the whole counsel of God. God knows everything that's going on, but he's not going to give you the whole thing because basically it's none of your business. You know, he's just giving you a word that's going to help bring uh, encouragement or healing or life to that person. A word of, a word of wisdom is what? Future. Thank you. 
A word of wisdom is always future. Now, they will both work together, sometimes one by itself, but sometimes you'll see them both together. And we're, we're going to look at this uh, today. Um, it can come in an audible voice, a dream, a vision, both of them can. Uh, dream, vision, audible voice, uh, um, uh, tongue and interpretation, and prophecy. Yes. Okay, so let's look at um, 1 Samuel. And we'll see, There's, I've got a lot of scripture verses, but I want you to see how the, the word of knowledge and word of wisdom um, manifests in the word. First um, Samuel chapter 9. See, and the reason I want to take time for you to see in the word, because then it'll be, make you more aware of the gifts of the spirit flowing through you. Once you understand a little bit what can happen, Right? How many of you want the gifts of the Spirit flowing through you? Yeah. How many of you want to minister healing, hope, and deliverance to people? Yeah. I mean, the gifts of the Spirit is just a part of that. But we're we're aiming on that part right now. Uh, 1 Samuel 9, 3. Okay. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to his son, Saul, take now with you one of the servants and arise and go search for the donkeys. And jump down to five. I'm not going to read all of this. When they came to the land of Zuf, 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 Saul said to his servant who was with him, come and let us return, lest my father cease to be concerned about the donkeys and become anxious or concerned for us. And he said to him, behold, now there is a man of God in this city and the man is held in honor. All that he says surely comes true. Now let us go there. Perhaps he can tell us about our journey on which we have set out. Then Saul said to his servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is gone from our sack, and there is no present to bring to him. Um, verse 8, let's see, verse 8. And the servant answered Saul again and said, Behold, I have in my hand a fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God. Formerly... Formerly, verse 9, in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he used to say, Come, and let us go to the seer, for he who is called a prophet now was formerly called, called a seer. Then Saul said to his servant, well said, well said, Come, let us go. And they went up to the slope, went up the slope to the city. They found young women going out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? And they answered and said, He is. See, he is ahead of you. Hurry now, for he has come into the city today. For the people have a sacrifice on the high place today. Jump down to verse 15. Now, a day before Saul's coming, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel, saying, Samuel already knew before Saul was coming. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people in Israel. And he shall deliver my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have regarded my people because I have regarded my people because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, Behold, the man of whom I spoke to you, this, this one shall rule over my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me where the seer's house is. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Now what was that? What was that then right there that, that, um, um, Saul, Samuel had heard before Saul got there. What would that have been? Wisdom. Yeah, word of wisdom. Correct. 
Then Saul approached Samuel and gate. Okay, and Saul and Samuel answered Saul and said, "I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And in the morning I will let you go and will tell you all that is on your mind. And as for your donkeys, which are which were lost three days ago, do not set your mind on them, for they have been found. And for whom is all that is desirable in Israel?" It, Is it not for you and for all your father's household? I mean, basically he was saying, hey, the donkeys are second place to what God's calling you to do. Okay. um, um, And Saul answered and said, am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then do you speak to me in this way? And then you can read on and go on with that, but... Basically, what was the what was the the word that he knew um, the donkeys were were already taken care of three days before? What was that one? Huh? Knowledge. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's look at um, so see see the seer or the prophet or you yourselves now because you have the Holy Spirit. See, they didn't have the Holy Spirit back then. They had the anointing was upon the prophet. Who else? The priest and the king. The anointing was on those. So, but now we have the anointing within us to be able to um, hear from the Lord for ourselves when our property is lost. You know, like I shared with you about the, the key, the word of knowledge immediately, the Holy Spirit checked me on that last, it was two weeks ago. Anyway, the key was still in the house. (laughs) And I said, no, I have it in my hand. Anyway, I didn't have it in my hand, so I had to repent and ask for forgiveness for that. But um, the Lord gave me another way out, which Dennis Marsha had the key. And so so the Lord, if you need to recover a, a piece of property or something you don't know where you've put, I am constantly saying, Lord, I need your help. Where, where, where is the key or where is this at or where is that at, you know? And um, I ask him and he'll show you. You have to get into that knowing that he's there to help you because if you don't know he's there to help you, you're not going to ask him. Then you're going to be looking for a long time for whatever it is you need. That's true, isn't it? How many of you had stuff that you've asked the Lord to help you find? Aha, good, good. That's good. Yeah, so, so he's a very real help and and very real help in time of need okay um so he'll help you recover your property he'll help you um he'll also show you things to come but see we have the holy spirit within us there's a scripture verse and the new testament talks about the anointing in us the anointing in us now if you step into an office of a prophet or pastor or evangelist the anointing then will come on you from the outside So there's two anointings. There's the one on the inside, and then there's an anointing that will come on the outside when you step into the office that you're called to. Does that, everybody understand that? So there's two anointings. See? That's correct. Very good. Yeah, so we have that anointing from the Holy Spirit on the inside, and then we have whatever we're called to do whether it's a pastor, a prophet, evangelist, helps, whatever, when we step in to fulfill that role, then we have that anointing come on us. Now, I, um, when I first started doing this, I, I sensed that real clearly. I could feel it come on me. 
immediately. Not so much now because I, I'm been standing more in the presence in that position, so I, I'm aware of it when it's there. I'm aware of it when it's not there, <laughs> if I haven't done my prepping and everything. Amen? Okay, so let's look at another one. Um, let's go to Second Kings, please. Second Kings five twenty one through twenty five. Most of you know this story. Um, so Gehazi, you know the story of Nahum, 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 <laughs> where he had the leprosy, and his servant girl told him, "There's a there's a prophet. Go see him, and he'll tell you what to do." You know, Elijah never came to the door. He sent his servant. He said, "Go tell Nahum." Naaman, Naaman, to dunk in the river seven times. And remember, he got upset about it, but then then his guards talked him into going ahead and doing it. So this is after the fact. This is after the fact. So Gehazi was the servant of Elisha. And Gehazi pursued Naam, Naaman, Naam. <laughs> when Naam saw one running after him, he came down from the chariot to meet him and said, is all well? And he said, all is well. My master, Elijah, my master, has sent me saying, behold, just now, two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothes. And Naaman said, be pleased to take two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver and two bags with two changes of clothes and gave them to and, and his servants, and they carried them before them. Verse 24, when he came to the hill, he took them from their hand and deposited them in the house, and he sent the man away, and they departed. But he went in and stood before his master. Master was who again? Elijah. And Elijah said to him, where have you been, Gehazi? And he said, your servant went nowhere. What did Gehazi do right there? He told Elijah, I didn't go anywhere. What was he doing? He was lying. Yeah. Then verse 26, then he said to him, did not my heart go with you? What's the heart? We're not talking about the physical heart. My spirit went with you. I was able to see where you went. I knew where you went or I heard. See, all of those things I can hear, I hear in the spirit realm when something's going on. Or I can see it in my spirit man. Okay? So, he, my heart went with you. When the man turned from his chariot to meet you, is it a time to receive money and to receive clothes and olive? Olive then goes on there. Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cleave to you. And to your descendants forever. So he had done wrong. The the servant had done wrong to Elijah. And there was consequences for doing that. See that? What was that word? What was that word? Word of knowledge or word of wisdom? Knowledge. Yeah. Word of knowledge. Yeah. Because his heart went with him. He knew immediately on the inside. He knew immediately on the inside what was going on. Okay? Okay, let's do um, 
Let's go to um, John 4, please. This is... John 4. John 4. Okay, uh, 16 through 19. Jerry, would you want to shut that door, please, for me? Thank you. Okay, John 4, 16. He said to her, go call your husband. Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. And he said, go call your husband and come here. Do you think he knew at that time? The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. So he understood. He knew that there was there was not not one, but there was five. So what is that? What is that? Knowledge. Word of knowledge. Okay. And do you see what that word of knowledge did? That word of knowledge brought basically a revival to that area just because he was able to speak to her and and expose her, but at the same time she went back into town and said, come, come, this guy knows what I, this guy knows. <laughs> and so it brought, a, it brought a, a revival to that area. Amen? Okay, so let's look at um, uh, let's see. I wanted to see some examples of them working together. Um, the two well, we have a little bit there. Um, so like I started to say, God knows everything, but doesn't reveal to to us everything that he knows about an individual or what's going on in a situation. But he will, he will help you with it. He'll give you understanding enough to get you on the right track and get you going again with it. Um, let's see. Let's look at Revelation. I think that's a good one. Revelation. We're about the seven churches. And this is John. Now the seven churches, we're not going to read all of them, but basically you kind of know um, the seven churches. Um, John had gotten this revelation on, on the seven churches. What would that have been? Would that have been a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom? Hmm? What? Okay, there was a word of knowledge first, but that came and told the churches what they were doing wrong. And then the word of wisdom came to tell them what they would have to do to futuristically change it to make it better. Okay? Okay? All right. Um, So, and again, like the word of knowledge, word of wisdom can be an audible voice, a vision, dream, I mentioned that already, tongues interpretation. Um, The Ten Commandments that was given to Moses. Word of knowledge or word of wisdom? Knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was given to him right then, okay? What about Joseph's dream? Joseph's dream, you know, where he had the dream. His dad had fixed giving him the 
coat of many colors, and he had a dream that his brothers were all bowing down to him. What would that Wisdom, that was in the dream form now, wasn't it? But wisdom, <laughs> God did get it to where it needed to happen, but it was a dream form. Okay, um, let's look at Acts, please. Acts 21. Okay, Acts 21, 10 through 11. Okay, and as we were staying there for some days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, This is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way, the Jews at Jerusalem will bind man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we had heard this, we as well as the local residents began begging him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready, and not only to be bound, but even to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord. What was that? Wisdom. Yeah, he knew what was going to happen. Okay? Um, Jonah. How about Jonah delivering his message to Nineveh? Jonah's... Um... um I would I would say, um, I mean, he ran from it when the Lord told him, but they hadn't heard it yet. Um, so he had to deliver that. He had to deliver that word to Nineveh. And then once they did, they repented. So it brought a place of repentance to the to Nineveh uh, once they heard the word. Um, so I think. um, um I think it could be a, it's kind of a borderline thing there. Um, and I wouldn't have thought of that being, even being one, because, you know, it was basically Jonah disobeyed and ran the other way, and then all the problems came. Then when when he did uh, decide to um, deliver the word, finally, it, it they all immediately heard and repented. And so then it caused a stay in the situation, just like it did in... Um, um, Hezekiah, you know, there, the prophet came in, delivered a word of destruction to Hezekiah. You, you're going to die. Remember that? And then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and cried and wept. And, and the Lord says, I'm going to give you, I, I hear your heart. I'm going to give you 15 more years. And so the prophet had just got outside his house, turned around, come back in, said, the Lord's given you 15 more years. So the prophet heard that in a word of knowledge. I think both things there. But it, it, I, I put those in there because I wanted you to see there is place where, where a word can be delivered, but at the same time, it can be changed through prayer and intercession. That's why sometimes you see, you hear prophets say this and prophets say that. Well, if the, if the church gets busy and intercedes, then that can change it. If, if that's what God wants, God will let the prophet, the intercessors know. If the intercessors are tapped to pray and intercede, they can change whatever a prophet has spoke out. Amen? And I just want you to see that. Okay? Um, let's see. Um, Acts 8. Let's look at Acts 8. 
So with with I you know with um, Jonah, I would say that was knowledge. If I was going to put it under a category, who said knowledge? Is that you, Patty? Yeah, I think you did. Somebody else did too, probably. Okay, Acts eight twenty six. Um, And this is another one of those, Acts 8, 26. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go south to the, to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. And he arose and went, and behold, there was an Ethiopian. Okay, now, what would you say the Lord told him to arise and go to the road? What is that? Knowledge. But he got there. He didn't know what he was going there for. Do you see the difference there? He knew he was supposed to go over there. What am I supposed to do here, Lord? Well, then he he ran. He saw this um, uh, verse twenty-seven. He rose and went. And behold, there was an Ethiopian eunuch and a, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all. Anyway, he he was able to minister to him, giving him understanding. But that's why the Lord said, "Get up and go. Take care of that. Go 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 this way, and you're gonna." And of course, he knew Philip was an evangelist, so Philip was going to run into the Ethiopian and take care of him being born again. Okay? All right, let's see. Um, what about Noah? Noah. Huh? Yes. Wisdom. He was he how long did he build that boat? Hundred years was it? Hundred and twenty, something like that. So so he had word that there was judgment coming upon the land. So he went about doing what he was supposed to do. Amen. Um so a word of wisdom can be given to assure that there is um, God's provision is there for us. You know, it can it can come and assure us that His provision is, is made available to us. Like like three years ago, we had the word come about uh, there's a new day and a new nation. I'm still standing very firm on that, and but that come to encourage us that we we don't have to look at what's going on around us because He's already told us there's a new day. And a new nation. All right. So, so um, let's look one more here. Acts twenty-seven, please. So, th- hopefully, this is helping you see the difference between them when you get a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. And it will just you see that those three gifts. We haven't done the discerning of spirits, but all of them, all three of them, are revelation. It'll be a aha. <laughs> A moment. Oh, I didn't know that. It'll be something you never knew. You didn't know that about a situation or someone or with knowledge past or present with future. It's wisdom, but it'll be it'll be something you would not have thought of and you wouldn't know. So that's how you can tell. And it'll just like it'll just sometimes it'll feel like it's going to explode on the inside of you because it'll just be a aha, real quick moment. Does that help you understand a little bit? I'm trying to help you know what to look for when those are manifesting in you, you know, and it's always going to come up out of here. It's not going to come here. Okay. I'm going to come up here. Acts 27, 10. Okay. I think we're going to read, we're going to read a little bit more than we have been. 10. Um, this is Paul talking, and he's on, on this boat, and he said to the man, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be attended attended with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. 
But the centurion was more persuaded, so they weren't listening. They weren't listening to Paul. Paul had a word of, huh? Wisdom, yeah. Paul had a word of wisdom, but nobody listened to him, see? And because the centurion was more persuaded by the pilot and the captain of the ship than by what was being said by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable for wintering, the majority reached a decision that they needed to get out to sea. If somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete facing southwest or northwest, and spend the winter there. Verse 13, And when a moderate south wind came up, supposing that they had gained their purpose, they weighed anchor and began sailing along Crete, Crete close inshore. But before very long, there rushed down from the lands a violent wind called, that's a violent wind, and when the ship was caught in it and could not face the wind, we gave way to it and let ourselves be driven along. The running under the shelter of a small island called Claudia. We were scarcely able to get the ship's boat under control. Let's see, we can jump down to 21. You can read the rest if you want to later. 21. And when they had gone a long time without food, of course, they dumped everything overboard. Then Paul stood up in their midst and said, Men, you ought to have followed my advice. <laughs> Couldn't you just hear him? Oh, well, okay. And not to have set sail from Crete and incurred this damage and loss. And then Paul says, And yet now I urge you to keep up your courage, for there shall be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. Therefore, keep up your courage, man, for I believe God that it will turn out exactly as I have been told. And But we must run aground on a certain island. So that was then, that was what? A word of knowledge or word of wisdom? Huh? Knowledge, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... That part there, um, um, this very night, this very night, an angel of God. See, that one was delivered by an angel that time. Came and told him. So he was, he knew it right then. Well, yeah, it was for the, it was the, they, he told him the next day. He, he told him the next day that that was, that was what the angel told him that night that everything was going to be okay. The other part was the other part was um, wisdom that he was trying to tell them, and then, and then they had to walk through it. So that first part was wisdom, second part was knowledge. Um, anyway, so there's a lot of places like that. There's way more than what I pulled out for you to to look at, and um, just so you can see how they were div- delivered, they were delivered differently, and um, sometimes they'll be delivered on a tongue and interpretation of prophecy like I said, or um, um, a vision, a night dream, or through uh, an angel. I think one of them was an angel delivered. So, um, but the, the gifts of the Spirit are for us today to help us to walk victoriously, to walk and to know what's going on. We've not been made, we've not been left an orphan, but he's given us, not only weapons to use, but he's given us the Holy Spirit. And he knows he knows he can get all his information from God the Father because God the Father knows everything. 
everything. He knows where you are right this minute. He knows whether you're receiving or not. <laughs> he knows what you're going to do next. Isn't that amazing to think about how close uh, everything is to us and what's going on? That we have that friend. We have that help. And we have the, the Father who loves us. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you for your provision that you've given us. Everything that you've provided for us in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for that, Father, we wouldn't have the Holy Spirit. We wouldn't have healing. We wouldn't have everything pertaining to life and godliness. We just thank you so much, Father, for your provision that you have thought of everything that needs to happen. So, Father, we want to be your hands. We want to be your feet. We want to be your mouth. We want to be your eyes. And we want to do what you've called us to do. So we yield our, our, our members. We yield ourselves to the leadership of the Holy Spirit to make a difference right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Anybody have any testimonies on where the word of knowledge has worked recently or, or not, not so much we haven't talked about the word of wisdom, but word of knowledge that you've gone and got help immediately when something's gone wrong, you know, and you've talked to him about and he's told you what to do about it. Amen. Ron. <laughs> that is so neat. That's good. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep. He can show you a picture where they were or just a thought that will come that you'll know that that's the Lord telling you that's where they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Yes. Anybody else? God's good, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Gifts, of the, gifts of the Spirit are for all of us. And um, it's as the Spirit wills, remember, and they're for all of you to have any time the Holy Spirit deems you that you have need of that gift. You know what I'm saying? I think all nine gifts we could have when, um, um, let's see if I can say this right. All nine gifts are available to us to have to use. They're all available for us. It's as the Spirit wills and the need that arises. Okay? And so he will use you. If you're willing, he'll use you with any one of those gifts, whether it's miracles, faith, whether it's healing, whatever it is, he'll use you. If, if, if you're in the right place and the need arises and you have need of that, the Holy Spirit's right there to help you with that to manifest through you to meet the need of the situation. And so he wants to use the church. But if it's like I said a couple of weeks ago, if we don't have an understanding or an awareness that, that we're to be used or we won't expect him to manifest through us, and if we don't expect him to manifest through us, then we'll never know that we have a gift that he's given us to use. Does that make sense? It's just a lack of wisdom, a lack of understanding. So I think the more that we can talk about the gifts, the more we can show examples of them. And that would be fine. Anytime you have a testimony that way, I, I want you to share it. 
So the more we can do that, the more people become aware of those things, the more we're going to see those things manifest in our lives. Not only in our lives out and about, but the, the Holy Spirit wants to manifest here all the time. And um, I would like that to happen all the time. <laughs> Amen? Amen. So, so the gifts of the Spirit are for everybody, and um, everybody has the opportunity to use them if you want them. you got to have to hunger. Got a hunger after it. I can remember. I can remember those days. And I, I will have to say, I still, I still have to make sure I'm hungering after it. I can't get get relaxed and, oh yeah, it's just gonna. Get, no, I have to do my praying. I have to do my word. I have to do what I know to do to be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. He knows your heart. He knows if you're ready to be used. Amen. So that those things are important. Okay, well, you're free to go. <laughs> if there's something, anybody else, you know, got anything on the, on the gifts of the Spirit? They're all, they're all just um, readily available. Juan. Yeah, yeah, just making you aware of the situation. I, I was going to address that when you said God didn't allow that. That's really, that's really right. He knows when the hearts are ready and when they're not. But he also knows where you were at at that point in time, and you're way stronger now than you were at that point in time. And so, so God's, God's tapping you to, um, and, and I would be praying in tongues of building yourself up. Also praying for her, like you said, you have been doing. And, um, those are all very important things to set up the right time to minister to her. You know, not that now isn't the right time, but if he's wanting to use you, he knows exactly, uh, uh everything together. Amen. So I would call that that would be a dream that you had. Um, uh, if that hasn't happened yet, it would be a word of wisdom then. Okay. And sometimes like we, we, we notice the word of knowledge and word of wisdom will work together. And so sometimes it's hard to discern which is which. Don't, don't spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. Just go do whatever he told you to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, 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 no, I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Don't take that that way. But just, just be, you know, just, uh, don't, yeah. Okay. That's it. <laughs> All right. You can go.